I am an actor and I got a paper to prove it. It's a license to act. Ooh. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. It's okay. I have this. Oh, sorry. He has a license to act, everyone. A license to act. Right here. It's got my name on it. Laughing Vikings Live. High vibe chats with actors, comedians, and creators, plus stand up comedy, sketch comedy, and most importantly, you. That's right. Join us every Monday for new episodes, and you can be a part of the show on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Twitch. Ask questions and interact in the comments. And make sure to share this with your actor, comedian, and creator friends so they can be a part of the show too. Can't make a live show? No problem. You can catch up on your favorite podcast platform and visit laughingvikings.com to find out how you can join the cast and crew. All right, it's time for today's show. Buckle up and make sure you stick around to the end because we have a special surprise for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Laughing Vikings Live. Happy Monday, fun day. Let's go. Bum, 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 Hey, Brandon, call me Dustin Hoffman, because I am the graduate. You are the graduate. Did you see the banner that's going across? Congratulations, Lars, and Ensemble 10 on graduating. Nice, nice. Solid banner work. Uh, I want to take this opportunity uh, during my commencement address here on the podcast (laughs) to say shout out to Brandon Knox and his banner ability that's nice congratulations lars and ensemble x on graduating we did it we did it here eight months yeah what a year it it has been a it has been a a great year hasn't it lars or a great eight months i'll tell you um i was I've, i've been doing my best to just sink it in and really feel it and experience it Mm-hmm. bask in it might be a word that you say and if you were to ask me like how has it all been how was yesterday and we'll talk throughout the episode we could talk about what we did in um the conservatory itself and then mm-hmm. the uh the ceremony and all that sort of thing but what i want to say is that the conclusion that i've come to is what i'm feeling and how this has been is there has been a lot of whelm it has been very whelming i won't go as far as saying overwhelming because i don't know like i feel like i've handled the whelm, if I was overwhelming, I would yeah. have exploded or something, or I would just be a sobbing mess. Mm-hmm. But so much whelm. And across the board, there's a lot of whelm. So for, for eight months, those people who don't know what we're talking about, for eight months, I've been in uh, Tom Todoroff's acting studio conservatory, mm-hmm. an eight-month hybrid program that's normally based in New York City. Uh, but because of the pandemic, I was able to do it uh, remotely. And I'm down in New York for the last, uh, what I guess will end up being here close to a month by the time everything's wrapped. Um, But we had our graduation yesterday and a lot of the people have come from all across the country, like not necessarily NYC based. So we had a reception last night and it was this weird thing of, first of all, it was the first time in a while I've been anywhere with anyone period, like a group of people that like to be at any kind of party or gathering. But the, also the weird experience of, of having a bunch of people around me that I do feel like I know and I've experienced a ton with them because we've spent eight months, 20 hours a week, plus uh, all kinds of outside class time doing projects and rehearsing and all those kind of things that you do. But this weird feeling of like, I know you, but this is also the first time we've seen each other in, in the flesh in three dimensions. Mm-hmm. So it was just this weird like, very surreal like am i in a movie am i inside zoom right now i, I even said to a few people I'm, I'm like i feel at times i get frustrated that i can't see all 21 of you at the same time because our eighth month experience looking at gal- gallery is like oh these are my 21 people my my classmates my band of brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i'm in a room where i'm like 
I'm like, where's Lewis? Uh, where's Joanna? Where's Ksenia? Where's Daniel? Have you seen AJ around? And you're just, where's Aaron? And you're walking around like, where is everybody? And I just want all, I just want to shove all of you into a square box so that I can look at you at any time of day. It was quite the experience. It was weird. Yeah, I bet. And you know what? This this whole eight-month conservatory has been quite an experience, hasn't it, Lars? Yeah, it's been trans transformative. I mean, anything that you and, put that much and you time know, into. And you know, this, this is a story that I think we all want to hear. I think we all want to hear your eight-month journey through this conservatory. And I don't think it would be right if we didn't do it as a one-minute conservatory story. So Lars Classington, I want you to give the audience here today your eight-month conservatory, Tom Totteroff conservatory story in one minute. And go. Way back in 2015, on the record of my agent, Bella Grundy, I went to a weekend intensive by a guy named Tom Totteroff. I didn't know what I was getting into, but the first note I wrote said, funny is money and charming is disarming. And I immediately was like, I like the cut of this guy's jib. Fast forward to 2017, I did another weekend intensive, saw Tom work with other actors. It was brilliant. It was amazing. Then again in 2019, then in the pandemic, I joined the Zoom weekly Saturday workshop, then a week-long intensive in New York City, and then was like, you know what? I'm going deeper. I want to train more and more and more. So I joined the conservatory. Now I've got 37 seconds left. Uh, so we joined the conservatory in September, Monday through Thursday classes, 11 to 4, taking acting classes, voice and speech classes, improv, film history, theater history, uh, clown, movement, uh, Chekhov, Linklater, Alexander, uh, all of these classes. It was just incredibly, it was uh, incredibly, I'm, now I'm not even making sense. I, this is well. Ding, 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 boom. I need and way you know longer. We'll say it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. I spent 30 seconds just explaining the lead up. So maybe I should have condensed the whole thing. Yeah. Do I get another crack? Um, you want another crack? Maybe I'll do one without all the, now that you know the lead up. Um, I want to explain. I didn't really get to explain enough of just conservatory. Now let's move on. No, oh, no second. Yeah, you did. You did it. It is what it is. There's no do-overs with the one minute life story. No, but you know what I, I found fascinating about what you were doing, Lars, is your camera work. Immediately, you were staring into the camera the entire time. You were focused on us. You were focused on the objective at hand and you delivered. Thank you. And like you, you, you didn't look away. And that, that shows so much growth. And um, that's, that's incredible to see. So Lars, you, you've come such a, a long way since you started that conservatory. And you and the entire Ensemble 10 should be incredibly proud of the work that you guys have done throughout this process. So congratulations to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it has been amazing. It's one of those things where you don't, nobody really, aside from once you're out of school and then become an adult, it's very rare that you do anything for eight months or a year. Like, it's just a big time commitment and energy and emotion co commitment. So that's something at the end of that, you feel really good and really confident and proud that, oh my God, I decided to show up somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we did, I was talking with a classmate. I think me personally, there was two days where I was, where I was under the weather, where I tuned in off camera, but was still there. And then at maybe two or three classes where I had to go somewhere and get somewhere so I just tuned in like podcast style while I was driving. And aside from that, I had perfect attendance. So I'm proud of myself just for showing up. Um, and if you want to ask what an acting conservatory is, it is way more than this. But a huge part of it is just learning to be still and learning to breathe. And I think it's first you learn how to breathe. And then second, you learn how to be still. And it's a lot of things layered on top of that. But if you could sum it up, like if you were like, what are the two? And then if there's a third, it's it's probably have fun. It's yeah. Like breathe so that you're using your voice and connecting to your emotions. Uh, then be still so that people can see you and you can just be a human being being. <laughs> and then third, have a lot of fun. And uh, that's, that's most of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, so many classes. Like I look back at our... Um, what do you call it, curriculum, and mm -hmm. it is a ton of acting classes, a ton of voice and speech classes, film history, film production, theater history, dramaturgy, improv, clown, 
Chekhov Movement, Alexander, Linklater, The Business of Acting, The Art of Pitching, uh, Stage Combat. Um, I feel like I'm still missing a couple. Oh, uh, we did a stand-up slash creators lab class where we were developing stand-up routines and or sketch characters and or um, like viral video type things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we really crammed it in there. And it's that it's that weird um, it's that weird feeling of feeling that you're finished something, but also every end to something is a brand new beginning. So I do feel like uh, I started in September. I was a caterpillar, and now I'm a beautiful butterfly, <laughs> ready to fly. <laughs> um, but I know it's that. Oh, where, where do we go? There we go, and we're back. Am I blurry? There we nope. go. All right. Um, yeah, it is that weird feeling of, of wanting to rest and take a moment. It's that juxtaposition of, okay, you finished something, but now what's next mm-hmm. uh, as well. So you, you want to keep the, um, the momentum up. Yeah. Hey, I feel like I got soft focus. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. You see me? You see me now? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen at home, you're like, I love listening to Lars talk about whether his camera's blurry. Or not. <laughs> I, mean, I was just shaking really fast. Um, and the other, the other thing I want to say too is just the tight knit group of people. I, I, I feel I had some expectation of, okay, I'm going to learn t- and meet my classmates and an ensemble as pe- of, uh, of classmates. So th- I'm going to become, I'm going to get to know a bunch of people. But I don't think any of us had the idea of how deep that connection would go and how tight knit it, it, it has been. It has really been a, a band of brothers and sisters like we all showed up. And the other really profound thing when you think about it is this because this was remote and hybrid. There was people all over the U.S., all over Canada. Uh, we had classmates in Mexico and Portugal uh, and in Russia as well. So it's it's just weird, profound idea of. These are 22 human souls, hearts that were a year ago, who knows where everyone was. And then all of a sudden, the 22 of us are in a room. It was like this weird reality show, almost like a survivor, but everyone survived. So, <laughs> yeah, we didn't kick anyone off. It was just, um, yeah. And to get to know so many of those people, it's you feel like not that we went through war because nobody was shooting at us and most of us don't have injuries from it but you definitely feel more connected, much like a show, you know, from doing theater shows where you finish a show and you have your cast where you barely knew them at the beginning. You might've had idiosyncrasies of people where you're like looking at someone like, what's his deal? What's her deal? And then by the end, everyone's your friend and your teammate and you love everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there's, I know that there's going to be the hangover, like the post-show hangover as well, where you finish something and then you're like, oh, now I miss every one of these people. Um, But I can't wait to have all of my time back, not all of it, but the 20 hours of class and all the project things. Now it's like, what's the next switch gear? Lars 2.0. Um, what's next for me setting? Like the nice thing about being in school is you have, um, you have like daily discipline and a schedule. So you know what you're showing up to do and when you're doing mm-hmm. it. So you just by default get shit done because you you're expected to be there. Uh, so now I have the luxury slash double sword idea of now I got to recreate my whole schedule and really realize, okay, what's my life going to be like moving forward and how do I want to work my days and what am I going to do? Yeah. I'm still blurry. Hang on. <laughs> there we go. So yeah. what, what, what is the next, uh, next thing for you, Lars? What are you going to focus on? I'm going to focus on focus. That's what I'm going to focus on. He said to a blurry uh camera now you see me am i good now there we go nailed it nailed Nailed it it. the problem was i was too close that was my camera that was logitech telling me uh not so discreet little passive aggressive logitech of like "Uh uh-uh not so close buddy not so close (laughs) back off um for me the biggest thing is i want to use this momentum i there's a little bit of a tendency like to decompress and uh, yeah i'm going to breathe and and take some time to smell the roses and I need some downtime. I think quiet time is the idea of center your thoughts and let some creative juices come come through and just let the universe present itself combined with a hard edge of 
it's fucking go time. So um, already right away, in, uh, you know, I use Growth Day app. Shout out to Brendan Burchard. In my planner, my daily schedule, the first thing for me is like um, a full-blown marketing and materials re-up. I think that's something every actor should do most likely minimum six, every six months. So for me, I'm, I've got a headshot shoot scheduled while I'm in Toronto or while I'm in New York here on Sunday. Nice. So I'm going to update, update headshots, update my resume, update all my reels, uh, update all of my casting website profiles, update all of my social media profiles, update my bio, update my stand-up clips. So in the span of like half a week here, everything is going to be clean slate moving forward so that at this moment in time, I have my best foot forward in all avenues as a performer and to be able to be marketed by my agent to casting mm -hmm. directors to producers. It's just a perfect time for that finishing, feel, feeling transformed and re rebirth and grown on the inside and craft wise. Now, you can't just do that. And then you have all the headshots and your old bio doesn't reflect the fact that you just did conservatory and you don't have a resume that shows all your classes and things like that. So it's just like full steam ahead for me. Um, from a marketing angle and then combined with continuing all of the craft things. So what I expect to do is continuing with daily voice and speech workouts, continuing to run my six monologues, uh, continuing to read plays and watch films. So, so a big goal of mine is not to just, I don't want to take all the time to learn and grow and be a part of conservatory and then just take it off. Like it's a suit and be like, okay, that's there now. The idea was to build like a new me and a new a new uh, artist machine, if you will, a new human being or newish at least, and then use that to drive forward. Where some people might finish school and be like, oh, thank God that's done. And now I want to just like hang out for the summer or just relax. But yeah. And then Comedy Alley as well. That's true. We do have Comedy Alley. And it, did you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, we might as well talk about it right now. So Comedy Alley. Uh, oh, we already have the lineup book. So opening night at Comedy Alley is Friday, May 20th. We got Mark Hallworth, Rochelle Lozon, Nitish Sakuja, and Rodrigo Fernando Stoll for opening night, baby. May 20th. Grab your tickets at laughingvikings.com slash Comedy Alley. That is a fire lineup. I'm so excited for that first lineup. Once again, Mark Hallworth. Rochelle Lowe's on Natish Sakuja and Rodrigo Stoll. I will be hosting the entire shindig back in the alley. So grab your tickets. Go, 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 go. We also have a comment from Maureen Daly. You want to read that out? Uh, Monine, Monine Daly, um, who is based, I believe, in New Hampshire. She was a conservatory ensemble mate. She says, right on, professional makeover time. Thanks for the imp in, uh, inspiration. Uh, yes, so it's... Thank you, Monine. Monine's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you have to do that. I've, I feel like it's okay professional time. I just took all the time to learn. So now it's go out into the, the business world of things with a new outlook. I've had meetings with my agents already to think about the next steps and um, also looking into representation in the U.S. as well. I've never really used my dual citizenship-ness mm -hmm. uh, to the point that a lot of people in Canada are like, I'll be like, what are you even doing here? And I'm there because that's where I was born and that's where my family and friends are. But I've always had aspirations to work more in New York and in LA. And now's the time to do that and land representation. And then the, the medium term will be back and forth between New York and, and Toronto now that things are opened up. So I'll come back to Comedy Alley stuff and then maybe I'll skip a couple of weeks and have guest hosts uh, or I'll just come down here midweek. We'll figure all that stuff out. Also, I'm looking forward to being back in the stewed as well with you. How's things been going? Mm -hmm. uh, you've you've had two and a half, three weeks. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about you running the show at uh, Laughing Vikings. Uh, it's been it's been busy here, especially especially last week and the week before. It has been cooking over at Laughing Vikings. There's been a ton of things being auditioned for. Um, I think within the last two weeks, I've had over forty sessions. Nice. Uh, something like that and and it has been it has been great it's been a huge learning experience and i've definitely stumbled along the way but you know what it, it has been important and it has been uh it has been a lot of fun work um 
yeah, it, it has been going really well over here. Uh, I think th a lot of people are leaving very happy and very satisfied with the work that they're doing. And, and that's, that's really rewarding to see. And, and really, um, it's been a nice lift. It's been a, it's been a really nice lift. Um, and like, and working on the stuff that I've been working on as well. I, I've started rehearsals on a fringe show. Um, that's going to be very exciting. And I, I do really enjoy working on kids, uh, kids theater and uh, I'm getting back into musicals as well, which is also really interesting and, and uh, trying to work on and, and working on my voice and singing, uh, which has been, been an right. interesting process. Let's yeah. do it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, you'll be fresh and ready for Broadway. <laughs> There's no business like show business, like no business I know. Mm -hmm. Get some old, old timey canes, maybe a top hat. Oh yeah! I love. Oh god! Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yes. Well, I, I personally want to say thank you for all of your work at the studio. You've been running audition sessions at Actors Audition Club at Laughing Vikings. Um, you've been doing it now. I guess coming on, it'll be close to two years coming up in the summer. Yeah. Um, but just a personal thank you for doing such a great job because that has allowed me to leave the studio there, knowing that all of our clients and all the actors and members that are regulars. Are in good hands they're not going to have a gap where all of a sudden they have the opportunity of a lifetime come up with an audition and don't have a guy to help them with it um so yeah that has freed me up and that's freed me up not only just for this time when i'm in new york but i wouldn't have been able to make the commitment to be in the conservatory um or if i did i would have had to find out alternative arrangements meaning another brandon knox and everyone knows there isn't such a thing uh, BK Broilers, a one, uh, he's a one of a kind. Um, so thank you for that, because that knowing that you were in place and also Lucy um, and also Amy and Katrina and everyone else who's helped out at the studio, having the idea and the belief and just knowing that everyone's going to be in good hands has been something that has really allowed me to then step, not step away, but step into new other things at the same time. Um, and just give those responsibilities to you guys. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to enroll in the conservatory um, if I didn't have that feeling because I would have been like, oh, my God, who's going to take care of the studio? Who's going to take care of the business? I have a clientele list. It's, um, yeah, so thank you. No worries. Yeah, happy to help. Yeah, it's, it's been very helpful for me as well. So uh, the, the thank you is both ways. So thank you to you as well for creating this space for making it a home for so many people. <laughs> yeah. Actually one of my favorite things is to know that things are going on when I'm not there too. Cause that's kind of a cool thing. Like last year when I was down in New York for the summer intensive, um, I was at a Mets game and there was a comedy alley uh, show going on. And I was at the Mets game watching the live stream of comedy alley or tuning in just to be like, Oh, who's up? Who's on the show? How's it going? Make mm -hmm. sure the alley's not on fire. That kind of thing. And um, I, I'm pretty sure the alley is not on fire. Good. I'm like 60% sure. So because it's flame retardant, I made <laughs> sure of it. <laughs> I want an alley that is super flammable for some reason. Hmm. Made, of hay, made of kindling and toothpicks and matchsticks. We can do that. <laughs> right. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you for that. And speaking of Actors Audition Club, uh, if you're an actor out there that is struggling with self-tape auditions, especially the frustration of tech troubles or having to wrangle family and friends and bug them, uh, or just the idea of not having a, a professional to work with, even if you find a family member or friend, if they're not in the TV film industry, they don't really have the, the idea of um, framing on a camera and that tech side of things in, within camera, but certainly giving people redirects and just knowing how the casting process works. So uh, if you are in that category where if you're feeling any kind of anxiety, that's that's how I would boil this down. If you've ever felt anxiety when you get and stress when you get an audition request from your agent, you're like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? Where am I going to do this? And it hasn't been fun. Then what we suggest you to do is go to laughingvikings.com slash links and uh, you can check out how to book an audition session via Zoom or in person with us here at Actors Audition Club. And uh, if you missed it, you can get the uh, replays, instant access to the replays of our three-day training event that was a massive success. We had students and actors across the world tuning in. It was transformational for all of us. 
You can go to laughingvikings.com slash audition hero. That's laughingvikings.com slash audition hero. And you get instant access to those three days. And you can learn more about Actors Audition Club. And anytime you need a help uh, or a hand uh, or a helping hand with an audition or, or two helping hands and two eyes and uh, ears and all the other things that go along with another professional human being helping you out, just hit us up at Actors Audition Club. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so Lars, let's get into a little bit about the graduation and, uh, yeah. and the after party. So it was a it was a fantastic speech um, by Mary Lou Rosado. Yeah, uh, I really liked the um, walking into a dark theater. The way she described that and like waiting in the wings for your cue. Uh, I thought that was, it was such great imagery in her speech. I, I wasn't able to watch the entire thing because I did have a session going on at that point. Um, so I, I had it on right. muted, but like I was still there and like I would check over every now and again. And, uh, and, and Natish Sakuja was watching as well because he was in that session. So nice. we were, we were both cheering you on Lars. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, Regarding Mary Lou, Mary Lou Rosado, who we're speaking of, is like, not like, she's she's a magical, mythical, incredible human being that is also a titan and powerhouse of theater, TV, and film, and just the acting craft. She's taught at, uh, I believe it was Cal Arch. She also teaches at Yale, and she's our Shakespeare teacher here at the Todorov Conservatory. Mm -hmm. and She's a big reason why I joined conservatory. There's many, there's many reasons. And many of those reasons are the faculty when I met them at the summer intensive, but she just blows you away with her, with her, uh, her passion and her knowledge and just how she talks about words and, and just the life force in her. She's, she's older in her life and she's been an actor for like 50 plus years. She's, she's the original, she's the original Juilliard class. She's the original graduating class of the acting program of Juilliard. I believe it was a music school first. And then they're like, oh, maybe we should do this acting thing. She was in like the beta class, um, the, the very first like test class, the, the literally the very first graduating class of Juilliard. Um, and went to, so we spent, um, we spent, we had a Saturday master class. One of the things they added to conservatories, the very last day, everyone who was in New York, we all got a workshop with Mary Lou in person and like three minutes into it, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm like welling up and being like, this lady is amazing. I love you so fucking much. I'm just like watching her in a thrall. And she just gave us this like you know, this little pep talk or just a mindset intention check of this is where we are right now. This is where we're, we're in a theater. Theaters are special places when you step from when you step from the audience seats onto the, the stage and you cross that line or from the wings onto a theater, it's a hallowed special place. Yeah. It's a heightened place. It's a, it's a place where extraordinary things happen. It's a, it's a place where people use their voice and their bodies at a heightened level than just everyday life. So just really drilled into us like how special and magical and, and to own that feeling as well and to to not take that for granted when you step like there is a difference when you're on stage and the lights are on you mm -hmm. i mean naturalism and realism is all fantastic and necessary for truthful performances but it's not just i'm sitting in a coffee shop slumped like no one's watching me and i'm just kind of mumbling and grumbling and bumbling as soon as you step on stage you're there for a special reason to tell a story and to enchant the audience and to to be a part of this special place so when i saw her when we got the um uh the commencement like the program and i saw that she was giving the commencement address i was like fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah this is gonna be so inspiring and yeah she gave she gave a great speech yeah um, tom tom spoke um as expected very heartfelt he was welling up emily was welling up uh our three class representatives aaron elizabeth reed uh, Sean Sebastian Narr and also Tessie Erasti spoke brilliantly all in their own unique ways. They were, everyone was tearing up. They had such brilliant perspectives uh, and while giving their speech also 
we're using guideposts, vocal variation and viewpoints and affecting us in all the ways you want to affect someone in a, in an acting performance. So mm -hmm. their speeches in and of themselves, not that they were performing, they were being very truthful and, and authentic, but they were beautiful uh, as well. Uh, we all got our diplomas, although we don't physically have them yet. They were flashed up via Zoom so that we could take a good look at our names. Uh, and then the after party was down at, um, uh, it's a place called Houston Hall, which is a really, really old venue. It, it looks very medieval itself, so it was very appropriate. You walk in, and it, this could be like the after party after a Shakespeare rehearsal or a Shakespeare show. <laughs> uh, big, big, like all um, brick, big old bricks and wooden beams and high ceilings. It felt very medieval. Uh, and it was just amazing. It, and it was full of whelm. It was so much whelm. It's just like, it's like, you know, you ever been at a party where everyone is there and you want to like, you know, everyone and you want to see everyone and you want to be around everyone, but you only have a limited amount of time and mm -hmm. you can only do so much social butterflying. So it's that weird, amazing juxtaposition of loving every minute of it and it also not being enough as well where you're, oh i gotta go see him i gotta go see her i gotta talk to her oh look at them over there oh i love that oh he looks so beautiful oh that's great oh she's so funny oh i love him so much like it was just like that over and over and over again um yeah. great food they put a great spread out it was happy hour there too so Ooh. Uh, a, a bunch of our professors were kind enough to come and, and those who are in the city say professors i don't know if that's the name professor teachers faculty members, coaches, uh, they came out and hung out. So it was great to see them in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was beautiful. Was it, was it most of your uh, professors slash coaches that came out or like? Um... Uh, no, I wouldn't say most. There was a handful. Um, many of them, they were either there in person or they were on the Zoom thing as mm -hmm. well. Often, many of them don't live in New York City right now too. So there was a lot that couldn't be here in person. Um, but everyone was well represented and everyone is, if they weren't there, they've sent us an email to say they wish they could be there and congratulations and can't wait to, to see you, um, continue. And the other great thing about the faculty is everyone has been very openly upfront of, if you ever need anything, you have a question, you, you're, you, you book a role, you're, you're rehearsing for something, reach out. If you have questions, send me an email, like always available. So the the like tribe of mentors that we all have now and the and the network of people here in New York and now across the world as a result of conservatory has been a huge um uh gift I would say more than the, the diploma and more than the classes it's just all the people that we are now connected to and and have got to meet it's been amazing yeah and you guys have been able to create projects together how how is the final product of uh you you and uh, you were working on uh, sunset boulevard right an excerpt yeah. of that how did it yeah, turn out turned out great it got great responses um, by our classmates and everyone who who viewed it in the faculty we were doing a remake of a seven minute scene from the classic movie sunset boulevard mm -hmm. starring um uh what's her name gloria uh i was it on her name um anyway it's norma desmond is the character named gloria swanson um, and Joe Gillis is the other character name that I was playing. It's like, um, I guess, look it up. I'm not going to go through the whole, I was going to explain the whole movie, but just go watch the movie. Anyways, our, our, uh, our, uh, or yeah, I'm like, um, am I going to explain all of Sunset Boulevard right now? No, no. I need to. Um, it's a classic old movie. It's a classic old movie. Briefly, it's about a, a Hollywood writer who stumbles across an old silent movie star's mansion, unbeknownst to him. Uh, kind of wrong place, wrong time, and they end up having um, a sordid relationship. And and um, but she's an old silent movie actor who, when the talkies came out, she really didn't make the leap from talk from silent films into talkies. So she's uh, somewhat this old relic, old um, relic of, mm -hmm. of of bygone days. So our task was to take. We were assigned this scene, which was seven minutes long. And we had to recreate it using only resources that we have, which really didn't include money or fancy equipment. And we were under, uh, under, um, under crude, so to speak. Um, but we ended up doing a great job. Shout out to Danielle Denae and Aaron Elizabeth Reed. Danielle was the, the director. She was the producer and Aaron was the producer. And the cool thing in a Zoom world and in a post-pandemic world 
is there situations and and uh, things are starting to opening up now, but there's been a lot of situations where it's a remote director or these small little camera crews out off by their themselves if they are not able to have the whole crew there. So Danielle was zooming in as the director the entire time, and we were showing her her like her um, iPad or whatever we had her on. She was able to see the camera view the whole time and to see the setup like she was just there virtually but there in as a real person so that was a really cool experience in the new age of filmmaking to have our director there remotely which mm. happens a lot in auditions now too and it's probably just going to continue to happen so that was super cool i felt happy with my performance um uh trace taylor who you know is incredible she's perfectly cast for norma desmond and so she played this brilliant um brilliant um former Hollywood star who has fallen from grace. So yeah, it was beautiful. It was great. It turned out great. We'll, we'll eventually post a link or we'll show it up here. I was really yeah, happy. Amazing. Yeah. I was happy with my stillness too, which is a big on camera thing. It was just like, okay, I don't need to be moving all around. Just stand there and deliver the lines. Um, so I was happy with that. And you're going to be joining the Saturday classes again, right? Yeah, of course. I'll be back in, in Saturday classes ASAP. Uh, I don't know that I'll be there in attendance this Saturday, but um, the worst thing that you could do after all of that training is then just to be like, oh, well, now I'm on vacation and you just lose it all and you get rusty. It's all muscles and it's all technique and and um, getting your mouth and your body and, and uh, mind right. So, yeah, I'll be back pretty much immediately uh, in the Saturday classes as well. I'm looking forward to that. No, um I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, what did you say? Go ahead. AMA, ask me anything. What class surprised you the most? Clown. 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 Why? I, just because the idea I have of clown is wacky, wacky, goofy, silly, which of course it was. I didn't expect clown to be so fucking profound. And maybe this was our teacher, uh, Chris Tramantana. I think I'm saying it right. Chris Tramantana. Mm -hmm. uh, he just would just drop these like mind-blowing life-isms. And also, um, I don't want to say clown-isms, but just things that, pearls of wisdom that an actor and a performer can really use and really benefit from. Uh, we've talked about some of them, just remaining open, remaining looking at your audience, reminders of just when they like something, keep going with the thing they like. Um, the idea of not always having to quote unquote act or get ready to act, like just be still, be yourself, be in a moment. Like he, it, those were some of the things combined with be wacky and goofy and crazy. He, he had this thing where it would be like, get, get into your happy body. And everyone would just, you get all wiggly. And he's like, I don't think, a happy body is like in in my if my uh, experience. The easiest way to get into your happy body is just with a, a little bug butt wiggle, and he's like, so you just everyone start wiggling, and then you're like, oh fuck, I do feel happy again. So things like that. It, it was the profound. Another thing he said is the idea of um, of suspension right before a moment or right before you're going out. So you want to. When you're um, could be about to enter a room, could be about to enter a scene, could be about to start a scene when a director says action. But the idea of rate just raising yourself a little bit, and so you're a little up, you're a little forward, and then inhaling and feeling that moment of that just before, like the in between, the moment of in between an inhale and an exhale is that weird magical spot of you're not quite forward you're not quite backward but you're re you're in this ready position and obviously as a performer if you've inhaled you have breath um to then voice things mm -hmm. so that that was something that was really profound in that class that that was a class where especially as a comedian there's a lot of things where i've just i realized oh like i forgot about that or i needed a reminder of that or i was i've it was the feeling sometimes as a performer especially in stand-up of getting lazy a little bit um where you just you take your eye off the prize as far as what you're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. uh, sometimes. 
So that was a good reminder of connecting with the audience and being even being open. It was funny as I was explaining that I was looking away over here. And if this was in his class, he'd be like, no, Lars, we're here. We're here. We want to see you fight through that moment. Don't turn away as you're confused and go or look down or look up, like fight through that in front of us. If you're getting emotional about something or you lose something or you feel silly in a moment, just face us and let us see that rather than the instinct to hide and, and to fold. So yeah, that was really profound. I love that. I love that. Um, now what, what class did you struggle with the most that had, that you have since felt that, uh, it is, it has really helped you grow. That's a good question. Cause I know for me, when I was going through conservatory, it was, it was voice. It was voice and breath that I, I struggled with the most. And, and partly that's because I, I cannot sit still and I can't like stand still for more than a couple seconds. Right. Um, and like, I'm always constantly moving. So stopping and just letting breath come to me and letting, letting life come to me and attracting that. And like, and that, that's what I always struggled with. So I'm, I'm curious to see what, what really helped you get uh, what you really struggled with and what really helped you get better with it. Cause it, uh, for me, it was, uh, it was stopping the TA. Uh, he was he, the, the TAs for my voice and movement classes would have like these hour long, uh, training sessions with us if we wanted to go over something and no one ever really showed up for the voice and movement stuff and I ended up going one day and as the TA was leaving and I was like hey I'm sorry I'm a little late but I really want to I really want to combat this because I, I'm not feeling good about it and I want to learn and that was that was a real I can do this moment because I I stopped I, I checked my ego at the door and I said I can learn this and we did it. And I, I am forever grateful for, for Spencer Robinson. Uh, so shout out to Spencer Robinson. Uh, I believe he's still acting today. Uh, he's awesome. Um, and he really, he really helped me grow. And I, I've never forgotten that moment. Um, but what, cool. getting back to the question at hand, Lars, what did you struggle with and has really helped you grow as a performer? I don't know that I would use the word struggle with any of them. Um, I mean, that's just a semantics thing, but um in addition to clown class and Tom's acting classes, I mean, there's so many. So any of the, any that I don't mention here, I could also do an entire episode just on that class and how profound it was individually. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. But it was the voice and it was the voice and movement and the things that affect your body. Those were the classes that I feel affected me the most and made me like at the end of a day I'd be, or at the end of a class, I'd be sort of walking on the clouds or just feeling stronger and more powerful and more connected and, and really more alive is probably the word that I might say too. So yeah, those, the, our regular voice and speech classes. Um, we did a link later class. We did an Alexander class. Alexander's incredible just for training yourself on how to relax and relax everything combined with posture and how to just be a normal human being without weird tics and, and weird things happening and just take they take us through what are called etudes which are uh, I don't even know how to explain them but a series of a series of slow movements combined with the breath and combined with thinking and dealing with your inhibitions and when to move and and uh, all quite profound a lot of floor work and uh, breathing work um as well. So it was those ones. And it was uh, also Janice's checkoff movement class. Sorry, Janice who? Janice uh, Orlandi is her name. Uh, she she's just she's like a she's like a star personified, like a star. I don't mean a star like a Hollywood star. I mean, like a, a star in the universe that's floating through. And then she just decided to come down to Earth and hang out with us. Uh, yeah like she's she's so like we're we're all her darlings and even she was there last night and even every time she sees any one of us she's she'd be tearing up and we're tearing up but yeah she just had a really a way of helping us all connect to ourselves and to our feelings and our emotions and the exercises she put us through the way she led us through them just her voice and her passion 
you couldn't help not but get caught up in the passion and enthusiasm of those exercises. So I just finished some days where I would then like go for a walk or like go to the beach or something. And I'd just be like, I feel fucking amazing right now. Like almost, almost um, otherworldly or uh, on another plane, not to get too at like, and I don't mean like better than regular humans. I just mean like being a full human being the way we're, the way we all should be very Mm -hmm. profound feelings that way. Like, yeah, it was great. I think opening, opening up myself to more emotions as well, although I feel I'm likely more sensitive than, than the average man. I think I get that from my dad. My dad cries at every movie. (laughs) So I think I got that from him, but all those breath classes, um, connecting to your breath is connecting to your emotions. So all that work, it, it can't help but come up. Like when you're connected to your breath and really relaxed and in the moment when emotions are there, not that you're ever working to get an emotion or to generate a feeling, but when they are there, they they just express themselves. So that's something that's been uh, quite profound throughout. I will tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. Mm-hmm. As of on um, the second, no, the last, the very last day of classes in Tom's acting class, I had one of the most frustrating experience and most groundbreaking experience just for me personally it was like you know you have some some classes that are breakthroughs and you really learn something or you feel like you're hitting a wall and then you just get it like you just some I, it was an epiphany moment for me and he and he called it too he told us he was like all of you i want you to take your monologues this week and aim to do them 250 times so whatever that means 25 times a day 50 times a day however it worked out i fell shy of that i got up to about 150 but what he said was um when you're doing it that much everything inside you will eventually come out where and he elaborated saying you will you will for sure having to have that much discipline and take that much time and say those words that many times over and over again and spend that much time with yourself and only yourself and only your thoughts and only those words you will face your shadow self and you'll hit some kind of wall and shit will come up and then just trust to keep working on it and keep going through that And on the other side of that, kind of when you feel lost, something will click and you'll be like uh, a new actor or a new person or have just reached a new level. And that 100% happened to me. So I'm doing late night walks in Harlem here, doing my monologue 25 times, 30 times, 50 times in a night. And as of Wednesday night, I just kept having the feeling like, I don't know where this is right now. I don't have a clear vision of exactly what I'm fighting for. I don't... um, I don't like any, and even all the imposter feelings of like, how can I be on the second last day of acting class having the most doubt I've ever had about myself as an actor? Like, what have I just done where for eight months I'm having this like existential crisis of, do I even have a fucking clue what I'm doing right now? Which is a very common feeling amongst anyone in the art, art space at some point, And it ebbs and flows and it comes in waves where at some point you're at the top of the world and you're like, I can do no wrong and I'm fucking incredible and I'm so in tune with everything. I love this so much. It's perfect. Thank God I'm an actor. Thank God I'm a performer. Mixed with the occasional times of, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, why I'm doing it, why I'm here, what is happening, and am I terrible at everything? And I had that like the night before. And so, uh, and then it started to click and I I fought through it. And then, so I came into class and one thing that I learned, and this is the lesson my easy default mode when it comes to a performer is big and loud and wild and crazy. I, I can do big and loud and wild and crazy like, like that. It's just a muscle. And I think everyone can. It's not easy. It's not too hard to yell and scream and be big and loud and wacky, like be like, look at me, I'm a crazy guy. Um, so when I came in on Thursday, that's how I did the monologue. I was moving all over the place. I had big gest- gest- uh, gesticulation and gestures and um, over the top vocal variation and was really, I was being, I was, it was hammy. It was a little sticky. It was a little schmackty, um, but it's a muscle like, Hey, look at me. I'm, I'm look at me. I'm the circus MC and I can, this is old Larzy uh, firing up the crowd kind of thing, which is easy for me to do. And then that lesson was, he said to me, he's like, Lars, you're working way too hard. You're doing way too much. I just need you to just stand there, find your mark, find the lens, say the words, and then we'll find 
those viewpoints. And it was really frustrating because it was the idea of, of Tom teaches us how to infuse a performance with a lot, looking at guideposts, vocal variation and viewpoints. And then there's this magical balance of in rehearsal, infuse it with as much as possible, go wild, go wacky, stretch the box, stretch the thing, do everything. And then at some point close to performance, you have to bring it all back to, oh, and you're also a truthful human being in a real scenario. And I have to believe that that is who you are and I have to see you and connect with you. So we, we had a coaching session where I was getting fr like a little frustrated with not not with Tom, but frustrated with myself and just being like, I don't know, like help me. And I was luckily I knew going into it. I was like, today's going to be a profound lesson. And I'm going to learn something the day before we're presenting these. And what it was, was mainly you can just be yourself. You can just stand there and be still and look into the lens and you're enough without all of the, Hey, Hey, look at me being a wacky, crazy guy. So it was, it was a, a real, it was an empowering feeling of being like, Really, he spent a whole semester building us with all these moves and all these things that we can do and, and brilliant ways to flush out of a performance. And then on the last week, essentially told all, us, all, all of us, you can also just be you and be a human being. And you need to just be you and be a human being because the, the character is you, right, at all times. And that's, that's something that I've, I've had challenges with sometimes in the past where in my head I'm creating like some cartoon character type person as the character. And then I'm doing that and it's, it's, it's a version of me, but it's not really me. And it's not really personalized because I'm taking the script and I'm constructing a new uh, character rather than just taking the authentic me and then a little salt and pepper and a little spice and a little moment here and there and find a thing here and find a thing there. And, and uh, rather than this whole other wacky persona so that that class was super profound for me and it happened on the day of and the day before it was like full-blown existential crisis like should i even be an actor at all or should am i going to be a producer and a writer and i can make shit happen but i don't know what the fuck i'm doing <laughs> it was like that it was but followed followed by the most profound lesson that i had ever needed to learn throughout the entire conservatory which is plant your feet look into the lens feel it be in the moment breathe and don't worry about um, pushing too hard. Let that be in rehearsal where you build it all in rehearsal and then it's just in you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think Mary Lou a, a little uh, touched on this a little bit in her speech yesterday at your graduation, where she said there's a lot of hard days in theater where you'll feel like you don't know what you're doing whatsoever. And you push right. through that and you'll find the gold nuggets that you're looking for. It's such a weird thing. I've had that in, I haven't had it that way in acting. I've had that in stand up before where I felt like I've had shows where I walked off and I'd be like, that was fucking fire. I was on it. Everything hit, everything landed. I was sharp. The elect, the audience was hot. We were connected. Everyone was all together. Mm -hmm. And then you have naturally and inevitably as a as a performer especially stand-up you have nights where really nothing works the vibe you never really caught the wave just you're all discombobulated and it feels gross and you you walk off stage being like do i have any idea what i'm doing at all and you just want to like tear your own skin off and just throw it in a loser heap of skin in the corner and be like who is that guy i never want to be that guy again uh and it's just this weird you don't spend too much time in that phase, but it's this, it is this weird oscillation or this ups and downs of, of life really is what it is as well. Like you're at all, yeah, you're a performer, but you're also a human being. So it's hard for whatever you're going through in your regular life, not to be informing um, your art and vice versa. So if you're having an off day personally or with relationships or health or whatever else is going on in your life, that affects your performance. So sometimes your best isn't, your max best but yeah i don't know that i would choose anything else i mean i wouldn't because i'm here yeah your journey is your journey right yeah yeah so yeah. i think we're we're almost coming up on time lars um my final question to you is related to tom uh what are your top three tom phrases that will stick with you 
for the rest of your life? Oh, there's way more than three, but the I know, very- but I want you to pick your top three, Lars. I think I'm just going to start saying them until you tell me to run out. All uh, right. Yeah. So the very first note I ever took in any notepad was funny is money and charming disarming. Uh, and that, I think, is a great life strategy and it's a great acting strategy um, because think about it in your life. Who do you want to be around? You want to be people who are, who are having fun. And no matter what's going on in your life, you can have shitty things happening. But if you're also having some fun, the shit can subside for a little bit. Um, and there's humor in everything. And everyone loves he, Tom likes to say nobody ever ended a relationship because they said, oh, he was too funny. Oh, she was too funny. It was too. Oh, she she was making me laugh all the time. I just couldn't handle it. Uh, that that never happens. Um, what, what else? The. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Funny is money. Charming is disarming. Uh, there's so many. Now you're catching me off guard. Can I get my notepad? <laughs> Can I get my notepad? Uh, you know, like act, act at the speed of life. Yeah, is a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, my ego is not my amigo. That's a great one. Yeah. To tr- to try is a lie, and then I die. To die is a, to to try, to is, try a is a lie. It makes my mother cry, and then yeah. I die. Yeah, yeah. The idea of not trying—it's like the old Yodaism of do or do not. There is no mm-hmm. try. Mm-hmm. Trying is not a good life strategy. Hope is not a good life strategy. Um, you, I mean, maybe you have some hope, but if you don't quickly back that up with dream, plan, reality, um, yeah, that's that's a great one. There's so many things. What I've loved about training with him is there's so many things that are acting tips and acting ideas that boost your acting craft that are also life hacks and life tips and how to have a good life too. And there's a reason for that is when you're watching someone on camera, you're watching someone in an extraordinary position. You're usually watching an extraordinary human being in an extraordinary situation. Um, and not everyone in the world is, I mean, everyone has this, the seeds of extraordinary inside them, but not everyone is expressing that and not everyone is living their maximum extraordinary story. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's, that has really helped where it's uh, also fight, um, ask for and fight for what you want and say no to what you don't want. So if there's things in your life that you do want, ask for them and then fight for them and continue to fight for them until you get them. Um, yeah, that was a good one. See, I breathe and then I just say things and then all of a sudden my my eyes leak. That's what happens. You go to act, take acting classes and it's just... You learn how to be still, how to breathe, and how to leak on that. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird. I, th- I, th- I think about that the other day. Um, what a crazy thing that is. It's like we are, we're, like, we're all like, especially artists though. Artists are like, and, and humans in general, but especially humans who choose to create and choose to create art. Um, it's like we're like magical unicorns. I think that's a big reason why I got attracted to being in the arts is artists and being around. Like I'm super attracted to actors, um, artists, musicians, uh, anyone who's creating, anyone who's in that state of flow. Like when you meet someone and they're perfectly in their element and they're just grooving and and um, moving and just like right in the pocket of whatever they're doing. I would, I would also maybe throw that into to sports as well to a certain degree, but um, it's, it's this, it's this weird ability. It's like being a sorcerer or like a witch or a wizard, but in like a good way where like, imagine I can just see you and I don't even, you see me and we're not even in the same room. And it, it is possible where I can just, it's just only sound and then some weird visual representation that you're seeing and then chemicals to your brain. And then your brain is having chemical reactions and then water comes out of your mouth or, mm-hmm. or your eyes, you know, um, or your mouth, <laughs> if you're <laughs> mouth watering or, or um, just like, ha, ha. So I can, I just, I make a noise and your body just goes, ha, and expels air out of your body involuntary. Like it's such a weird thing that we do 
just in life and in acting. Like if I, if you just think about two people in a room where it's a, an emotional scenario and someone just words, which is just sounds and vibrations go into your ear and it fucking affects you so much that your whole body starts to shake and air comes out of it and liquids come out of it. It's it, that is like a spell. That's like, it's like we all went to wizardry store, like sorcery school and I'd be like, and I'm like saying a spell on you. And then it just makes you, it's like magic. It's this weird thing when you think about it. And that speaks to the connectivity in this. I don't, all humans have this ability, not just actors and artists. Actors and artists, I would say, focus on it more than the average bear. But um, everyone, to have the ability to make someone laugh, make someone cry. I'm doing it right now. I'm making myself cry. Uh, make it like to scare someone. Like that's one of the greatest things. How fun is it to walk up to someone and, ah, and they go, Whoa! like that's it's, but you do that in a theater, you make people laugh, you make people cry. Uh, you make people learn, you make people scared and you make people turned on. You do those five things. It's like this, this wizardry ability. So I'm grateful to have, have learned more about the, the dark art of making people's faces leak in Shakespeare class. I did my Shakespeare monologue and there's people in the audience, my, my friends and colleagues and peers uh, who are all brilliant in their own right. And I'm sensing them welling up and tear up or just start reacting and feeling connected. And I'm like, thank God I have the ability to connect and affect people. It is a powerful, it's a powerful gift. And it's a, it's a like, with great power comes great responsibility. It's that weird thing too, where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. you learn all these things. Now what are you going to do with it? You're going to sit on a couch and do nothing with eight months of conservatory training, or you're going to go out into the world and just pound it and get out there and do all these amazing shows and just be your best self. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. I love actors and I love artists and musicians. And everybody. I love everybody. <laughs> what I just want to say is I love everybody. Everybody yeah. loves everybody. And while we're at it, fuck, stop, stop wars, man. Come on. What are you doing? That's not what we're supposed to be doing. I can tell you one thing. I don't know the secrets of life, but I know it's not guns and tanks and missiles and blowing your neighbors up. So that's, that's what it's not. Yep. Although, man, I've seen some great war movies, but I would never, 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 never want to be there for real. So love, love, love. That's what the world needs. And that's what artists bring, I think. Artists bring more love to the world. Tell stories, tell more love, share more love, mm -hmm. connect with people. I'm just throwing random thoughts and feelings out at this point. Hey, love takes time, love makes time, right? Oh, that's a great one. Love takes time, love makes time. Yeah, what you spend time on. Uh, you want to know what you love, look at what you spend your time on. And if you want to love something more, that's going to mean that you need to spend more time on it and, and with it. Um, and if you're not spending time on it, but you're saying yourself, oh, I, but I really love this, but you're not working on your craft or your relationship or whatever the thing is in your life. Um, it's time at the end of it. So put in the time, put in the energy, put in the emotion. I would recommend conservatory to everyone and I would recommend learning and growing as we always do. You know, this in, in, um, in all of our podcasts, there's a heavy growth mindset to it and mm -hmm. growing and learning and developing makes mm -hmm. life fun and makes life new and makes life challenging. And if you're not getting better, then you're getting worse and you don't want to get worse. Get better, get better, get better. La la la. La 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 la. All right. I think we're going to end it there for this week. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Lars, Ensemble 10, congratulations. You've worked so hard. Uh, you've earned this. Enjoy it. Uh, and I'm sure the, the next phase of your careers and lives will be upcoming. Yes. I have the piece of paper to prove it. I am an actor and I got a paper to prove it. It's a license to act. Ooh. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. It's okay. I have this. Oh, sorry. He has a license to act, everyone. A license to act. Right here. It's got my name on it. Yes. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Thank you so much for uh, holding down the fort. Make sure to check out Comedy Alley. 
Go to laughingvikings.com slash comedy alley. We got opening night coming up May 20th. Amazing shows. And you can go reserve your tickets right there, laughingvikings.com slash comedy alley. And make sure you're subscribing as well. What are you doing? If you're not, if, yeah. how many times you're gonna listen to me say subscribe, subscribe, subscribe? If you're listening to this right now and you haven't subscribed, this is the time. I know that you've heard me say it 50 times or 85 times. What episode is this? Episode 86. 86. Look at us. Look at us. If you've heard me say, go subscribe 86 times. Today's the day. <laughs> Today's the day. Subscribe. Yes. Thank you for all the listeners. Thank you for our community of, of actors and also our clients. Thank you. Oh, this I didn't mention this earlier, but uh, shout out to all of our clients. And thank you for your patience with me. Uh, and the setup around the studio. I know that over the last eight months, you've been coming in and often I'm greeting you at the door, but I'm also in a class. So I'm saying hello to you while I'm in a class and you're walking to the back studio to work with Brandon and work with the other session directors. So I haven't had as much FaceTime with you, but um, it's been amazing to have all that going on in the background. I love seeing all of you at the studio and I'm excited to see you more. And I'm pumped for Comedy Alley. And I'm pumped for the future. Because what? We're making dreams come true in 22. Woo! Strong finish. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Nailed it. Get out of here, you little rapscallions. You little whippersnappers. <laughs> <laughs>